0: Starring Dave Schilling, Jeremy Tyler, Festus Azili, Andres Beatrins, Joey Devine, AC Law the Fourth, Dominic McGuire, and Peyton Udo. John Keen, Darrell Wright, the unsinkable Ish Smith, Vickle Gladness, musical guest Susie and the Banshees, and now the host of Brown Ball Rock, Dave Schilling.
2: Hey guys, it's me, Dave Schilling, coming to you live from San Antonio. I guess it's not live. When you listen to this, because it's a podcast, they don't... There's no such thing as a live podcast, right? That's not a thing that exists. Or is there? Well, no. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, should we talk about that real quick? That we want to do that and see what the fan reaction is? Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, go, go ahead and lay it out. Oh, so we're thinking about doing a live version of Round Ball Rock... In the Bay Area, during the NBA Finals. Not during a game, because that would be stupid. No one Mm -hmm. would come. Yeah. Unless we did, like, you know, commentary over the game. But no one wants to hear that. they would rather hear Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Hand down,
1: man down.
2: (laughs) So, we're thinking about doing it between a game. Uh, If you are into this, if you're in the Bay Area, if you love this show, if you love the Warriors... We probably love the Warriors if you listen to this show, unfortunately. Uh, just kidding. Uh, let us know. Tweet at us at roundrockpod on Twitter. Email us roundballrockpod at com. Let us know this is something you want to come to your town, and we'll make it happen. If enough people are – they give a shit, then we'll do a live show in the Bay Area. San Francisco or Oakland, I don't know. It's up to the two Warriors fans on this show. We're but there of- it is.
0: Yeah, we're kind of thinking about, um, I don't know how that works with travel, but the Wednesday before, the, the night before the finals, which would be May 31st, a Wednesday, um, I don't know if people are in town before that, but, uh, or just, yeah, Te- yeah people will be in town for the But day yeah, in, be- in between games one and two is also a real sweet spot.
2: So just let your voice be heard. Obviously, you're not writing any more reviews of the show so you can get a commentary on "My Giant, but you can get something even better, which is a live version of Roundball rock in your hometown. So let us know. Um, speaking of live shows and fan interaction, at Trey Cool X, better known as Genial Black Man," came to Sean Keen's stand-up show recently. Well, tell us about that, Sean. Uh,
0: I encourage all round ball fans, roundball rocketeers, roundball what the fuckers to come out to a live show. Um, I have met a couple of fans at the shows in San Francisco, and it's great. It's good to to hang out. Um, and he was extremely genial. I got to say, what a surprise! One of our one uh, of our best contributing listeners. Lots of good questions, and interactions.
2: Yeah, I think we're pretty harmless and we enjoy, you know, talking to the fans and being a part of a little community of basketball nerds that we've created Speak here. Speak so for be yourselves. Uh, and
0: he, Undisputed. <laughs> uh, he also once again uh, gave shouts to Cedric Toledano and uh, nice. Jimmy Fallon's thank you notes. So. yeah.
2: No. All right, I guess we do have some new five star reviews because I'm staring at dead do. in the eye on my rundown.
0: Five
1: Tell top. me more, Joey. Uh, first off, um, let me just say hi. Hey, it's lit, fam. Um, but we have two fi- two new five star reviews. One from White Gold forty four forty four, and the title is "lol l o l lovely pod." Hilarious oh. and enjoyable as heck. Try it. You'll like
2: it. Oh. I mean, he ain't lying. And then if you try it; you will like it. And then uh, we have one from
1: Mighty Fine, Mighty Fine, that says from downtown. Yes, sharp, <laughs> funny NBA basketball based podcast featuring guests from the world of comedy, sports, and entertainment. Enjoy listening, and you too might may find yourself on Team Keen, a Joey head. Or in Shilling Society,
0: <laughs> five-star baby. Whoa, that's a good review. Yeah. That's very clever. Do you now, normally Dave, refer to your fans as Shilling Society, Dave?
2: Absolutely not. No. Do
0: you want to start?
2: I guess. I mean, you know, Dave Schilling has a posse, right? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Might as well. Um, uh, now, yes, Dave, why Jay. don't
1: you explain to people what happens uh, if we're at 33... Okay, so Five if we star get to... reviews f- now.
2: I'm really pessimistic about this, so I hope I people know. prove me wrong. Well, we got, we get two, f- we got two this week. That's yeah.
0: 4% closer <laughs> to having our <laughs> I, own giant. I did have... A- <laughs> but yeah, if we get to
1: 55 star reviews, what happens, Dave?
2: Oh, we're going to do a commentary over the film My Giant that you can download and listen to when you're watching your DVD copy of My Giant isn't that the uh, best possible thing. It's a movie about white slavery. I know that's what you're asked. I also
1: ask. had a listener tell me this week, a listener slash college room old college roommate tell me that the my giant shtick
2: is getting old. What? He's getting old. Yeah, I mean, he is literally. We're all getting old, but <laughs> come on, man. What are you talking about? So it's getting it old. So, give us some five-star
1: reviews and tell us if the my giant shtick is getting old.
2: Or more but more importantly,
0: but only in five-star reviews. Yeah, we it, don't need we don't three don't read or four, the four stars. Two. Four stars. We don't read those. I mean, we it, we did read those, right? Well,
1: we no, because we never got one. That's why they're a coward.
0: Oh, they just gave a
2: score. They just gave the score. Uh... Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> now, let me just say this. Let's make this last appeal to our listeners. If you are sick of the My Giant dick, guess what? The easiest way to get us to stop talking about it is doing a five-star review (laughs) so we can do the fucking commentary and we can move on with our lives. Just do it. Just give us the five-star reviews. We'll do the the two hours talking about white slavery, and then we'll go find something else to talk about. I think it's just because we're bored because these playoffs have been so depressing.
1: Oh, shit. Is that Is that time for a playoff drop, Dave?
2: Yeah, yeah, please.
1: It's the NBA playoffs.
2: Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You
0: kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're going to be championship. Data for robots.
2: Both teams played hard, my man.
0: Both teams played hard.
2: Oh, thanks. Thanks, Robot. So... Uh, I'm here in San Antonio. I was at game three, which was last night. Who knows when you're listening to this but who boy did I just settle in for a real drubbing? I even dressed for a funeral guys that was amazing i wore I wore all black <laughs> just like this like my boys the uh the, the Celtics trolling
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh you know who else um you didn't Dressed for a funeral, but he acted like he was a dead person, and that's LaMarcus Aldridge.
2: (laughs) I mean, he came alive a little bit in the uh, Mm. third quarter.
1: I mean, I guess a corpse could have played
2: better. Came out hot after the the break, and then Kevin Durant just took the game by the scruff of its neck and drowned it. Uh, Scored 16 points in a row had 19 of the Warriors, 36 points in the third quarter. And from there it was, it was academic.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it also, what? I, th- I feel
2: like it, after
0: he did that, it took a little bit of the fight out of the Spurs because I felt like once that happened, it was clear that whenever the Warriors wanted to, they could just go do that again. And the Spurs would have nothing like, like, once they start going to Durant and isolating him and no one can guard him like that was there at any point. They didn't quite exploit it as hard, but you know in the back of their minds like if it ever got had gotten to like 5 points, it would have just been the KD show again.
2: Well, what's interesting is that they're going him when they need to get baskets now. And they're not necessarily relying on Steph Curry. That whole that whole period of time in the third quarter was like you said isolation basketball basically a, a two man game with David West um who lots was ama- He was
0: throwing some amazing passes
2: really great passes was and Durant that... was cutting to the basket like like nobody's business was this something that David
0: West ever really did before though cuz he's always been you know a, a really good player has a good jumper solid defensively but I don't remember him just whipping these touch passes around. and
2: I remember him being like a pretty decent passer forward. in New Orleans.
1: He never touched the ball in New Orleans.
2: Oh, yeah, Chris Paul played with the New Orleans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's um, similar to, like, the Joe Johnson thing with him, where it turns out he's just, like, extremely adaptable. And he becomes whatever a team needs him to be. So, like, the Warriors need a uh, high-post passer. Um, but in Indiana, they needed, a uh, like, an elbow scorer. And then in New Orleans, he was like a pick-and-pop machine. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that there are some guys who have, you know, a versatile game of that nature. And that's why they stay employed. Yeah, and because they fit into a system,
0: and I just wonder if it's like, did he add that for the Warriors, or it, it almost seems like something where no one ever asked him to do it before. And right. Then, like, like when he shoots threes, it it feels like it's the same thing where, you know, since he's ever been in the league, he was always shooting like eighteen, twenty footers, and finally with the Warriors, he's just taking an extra two steps back behind the well, line. Well, he. Uh, that was something I know they worked on all season with him. Is trying
1: to get him to shoot threes because he'd hit them in practice, but he still wasn't very comfortable with it. But now it seems like he's getting more comfortable.
0: Yeah.
2: There, there are birds chirping in the background.
1: So it's- <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to do about that? <laughs>
2: Nothing. It's just really, like, framing your monologue super well. Um, it yeah, sounds
0: it's a very, very
2: cheerful. It's one of the
0: more pastoral round ball rocks that we've done. I mean, back to the Durant
1: thing, I actually think the interesting part about Durant and the Warriors is, yes, they do go to him to score for stretches in isolation, but I still feel like... When you watch these games, Steph is still their most important player. Because I, they go to the Durant stuff when the team just can't score anymore. But when they're, like, really firing, it's still, like, Steph time.
2: Yeah. Like that's he's just a, the
1: one driving it.
2: Yeah, it's a function. I just think of him being the point guard and him handling the ball. And if you noticed, and I'm sure you did, in... Um, that third quarter stretch, it was KD bringing the ball off the court. I don't even think Steph was in the game at that point. I think mean, it was KD and the, and yeah. the second unit. Um,
0: I do sometimes so, wonder with, with Curry, like, is there a point when he's going to stop just firing the ball around with terrible passes in the middle of playoff games? Like,
2: Well, they had like 23 turnovers last night. Durant had seven of those turnovers, and I'm sure... Steph, I'm not looking at the numbers, but I'm sure Steph's turnover total was pretty high, too. you got to wonder if that's going to fly against Cleveland. That's the question I have, is that it's it's weird
0: because the way the Warriors really want to play and their most kind of devastating style is, you know, whipping the ball around, passing to everybody. But I wonder if that's also the most exploitable thing against the Cavs. Uh, Well...
1: That is that is a scary thing because that is also Durant's um weakness, is Durant also turns the ball over.
0: Right, and and so I kind of imagine that the Cavs are going to not be turning over the ball very much. Because it's it's a little more one person driven, kicking it out, not as much like I don't know. I don't expect LeBron to be making weird behind the back passes. Like I know, would.
2: but yeah. the, they could also read, you know, sort of where the ball is getting kicked out to and 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 make closeouts and hopefully disrupt those passing lanes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, Steph had 6 steals last night. So it
1: kind
0: of like if he's going if he plays like that, it sort of evens out. No, it just it to me it feels like the Warriors have a talent advantage over Cleveland overall uh, but Cleveland kind of has a professionalism advantage yeah I mean I it's still
1: it is weird because Cleveland will get to them but Cleveland is destroying people and yet it's I still can't tell if their defense is good it's good uh-uh. I'll tell you
2: it's it's pretty good I mean, yeah, it's, that, they
1: haven't they haven't played like
2: a good team. You're right, a good <laughs> offensive team, like yeah. a team with offensive talent and a system. Yeah, yeah they 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 played Indiana. They played. Um, they're playing the Celtics right now. And who do they play in the second round? God, I don't even remember. Oh, <laughs> Toronto, <laughs> Toronto. Yeah, isn't Toronto, Toronto like
0: like. Like where are those aren't those teams top 10 offenses?
2: But they didn't have Kyle Lowry for a couple games in that season. I mean
1: Toronto but I I don't even count Toronto because the the Toronto team they played in the playoffs is not the Toronto team they played in the regular season offensively. Like they're just not those guys are weird they become different players. It's like they're I mean, like
0: don't they become different players because they're playing Cleveland?
1: No, because their offense was terrible in the first round, too.
2: Well, we'll talk about Cleveland when we get to Cleveland, yeah, yeah. guys. Let's 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 slow our roll and let's let's go back to a topic that's near and dear to my heart. The San Antonio Spurs Coyote wore a romper last night. Oh, uh-huh. What the fuck? Look. Now he's he's a guy that doesn't wear pants as we know.
0: But yeah, now he's, he's wearing a, pervert.
2: a he's wearing a one piece with shorts. Uh-huh. And what you know the? what
0: you know what that says to me? It says to me no? that he knows he should be wearing pants. And uh, so, you're so other he times he knows
2: but he doesn't care.
0: Right. If he if he's wearing a romper and pants are like a part of that, that means he's definitely nude from the waist down at all
2: other times. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Uh, Joey, how do you feel about this scandalous situation?
1: I mean, I'm pro-coyote. Just all the time. He's a weird, weird,
0: high-as-fuck pervert. So, <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, I also you think feel that, like, that, you should yeah.
2: be able to wear a romper if you want. It's hot. Summertime's hot. It's Who really just... Dis- it's super unpleasant here in San Antonio. It's cloudy and humid. And like ninety degrees, and I want to kill myself.
0: So
2: I get it, man. You did you try a leg-
0: churro for
1: the first time?
2: I've had churros before. I'm from California. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. But they, I, I walked up and down the concourse. No churros. What? I didn't so find one where, churro.
1: Where did where did uh, Charles Barkley try this churro for the first time?
2: I don't fucking care.
1: Oh, that was an on American race. <laughs>
0: He was uh, trying to relate um, to ice agents, and then oh, he yeah. had a churro, and it was all very. He and confusing. Richard
1: Spencer had a churro together.
2: I forgot. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, okay, I can't <laughs> talk about that. Uh, that's on Turner, TNT. Uh, how do you guys feel about Manny Ginopoli's game last night? Uh, it was a losing good, man. effort. Another losing throwback.
0: Effort. This, the guy's the best. I'm gonna he miss he- him.
2: Who did he nutmeg? Was that David West? David West. David West. Yeah, David West. It was a real up and down game for David West. In fact,
1: Jeff Van Gundy stole your theory, Dave. What? Which is, yeah, Jeff Van Gundy got mad that uh, he missed the layup and said that they should just count it. If a 38 year old man does a nutmeg,
2: that should just just count as three points. If something is tight, you just get points for it. (laughs) That's how the NBA is going to work in 10 years. Is It's just going to be like everybody on social media demanding it, and the referee checks his Twitter feed, and he's like, yep. That was officially sick. He does, yeah, the- the, he does the basket motion. He spins his little finger. Yep, that was sick. Officially, give so, him points.
0: So you will actually literally have people say things like retweet for two points, uh, like for foul call.
2: Yeah. It'll okay. work. Yeah. Like, oh uh, let's see. So we've got a referee to social media review. Look at all these gifts. Yeah, there's no way this isn't tight. Oh man. <laughs> they're never they're never
1: gonna let uh what's his face out of that cave. The Steve oh,
0: Javy. Uh, yeah, Steve I thought Javvy, you yeah. guys got to to the internet. That's gonna be rough.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> CJ
0: Toledano could be a really important an even more important.
2: NBA Oh, force. no, he's going to take Javi's spot, and they're going to go to him during the game, and they're like, all right, so w- break it down. Why was that so tight? Why was that tight? <laughs> and <we're> like, well, because <laughs> well, he dunked, and it was, it was, he's like 40. Anyway, um, <laughs> how are you guys feeling now? Let's move on from feeling about Manny nobly to how are you feeling about Andre Iguodala, who looks maybe washed, guys. Hate to break he, it to you. He I looks kind of washed. He's
0: just hurt. There's <laughs> a difference between hurt and washed. Okay, yeah. well, I I think
1: they should sit him this series. Uh, just rest him.
0: Well, didn't yeah, I don't think way.
2: Clearly doesn't need to play in game four.
0: I mean, he um, only played nineteen minutes last night, and yeah, he uh, was not he two points. He was not great. The team was not great when he was on the floor. But I think actually a lot of that was the sort of emergency Matt Barnes playing. Matt Barnes is definitely the worst player on the Warriors. Or the worst player that actually plays on the Warriors. So it's Yeah, James of-
2: Michael McAdoo uh, has a bone to pick with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess... I, guess, uh, I mean, Matt Barnes... Javon
2: Looney has a bone to pick with you.
0: <laughs> I mean, Kayvon he has a, he has has a broken to bone to pick with me. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: he's, he's also
1: not good. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean... This series, Patrick McCaw can do what Andre does and is doing it well, uh, but he won't be able to fill those minutes, really, against Cleveland because they need Andre to guard LeBron James.
0: You don't think Patrick and McCaw
1: Patrick,
0: can, can check LeBron James? He, wears, he weighs like 70 pounds, <laughs> so I'm going to guess no. Yeah, like, do you think Patrick McCaw weighs more or less than LeBron James Jr.?
1: I bet it's about the same. Yeah. I don't really know how big LeBron James Jr. is, but I, uh, you know, I would guess Patrick McCaw does weigh child weight. I would
0: guess. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he's been awesome. I love
0: Patrick. No, he's Paul great. McCaw, but, but he, yeah, he does have child weight. Is correct. Yeah,
1: Man. but guarding. There's a difference between guarding Jonathan Simmons and Danny Green, and then guarding LeBron James. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Well this is a question people are asking now, and I think we should we should talk about this very briefly is uh are the Warriors actually getting tested with these with these uh just terribly dull games
1: where they're, they're playing. They're getting more tested than Cleveland, I think.
2: Yeah, perhaps. I mean San Antonio is arguably a better team than Boston. Not especially arguably. they are. They oh, just are I'm just, well, I'm like just a I'm but like a on.
0: Kawhi free. <clears throat> San Antonio team. Good point. Good point. I mean, I still uh, yeah, think they're better I mean, than Boston, but...
1: They, yeah, they're better than Boston. I, don't I mean, really... LaMarcus Aldridge sucks, but he's better than anyone on Boston, probably.
0: Um, can, we, can we talk about LaMarcus Aldridge real briefly?
2: Yes. Yes, very briefly, because who cares?
0: <laughs> well, just, he does periodically have really good moments. Like, he was great in that Game 6 against Houston, but it just seems like he's not on the correct team. Like, he he went to the Spurs, and I think the Spurs and Aldridge both just didn't think that Kawhi Leonard was going to be the best player on the team and, like, an MVP candidate. Because when he signed, it was like, all right, we got our old Tim Duncan and our new Tim Duncan, LaMarcus Aldridge and he just doesn't seem like he's very effective when he's not the first option.
2: Well, he is the first option now and he's still not effective.
0: Yeah, I mean that's it's tough against the Warriors. But but just just going forward, do you think San Antonio maybe wants to get rid of him and, and...
2: 100%. Oh yeah. He's expensive. Um he doesn't seem mentally there. But I I, he's missing easy buckets. His jump shot is off. This is, everything seems, it seems like the moment is too big for him. The challenge is too big for him, and he's not rising to the occasion. I mean, I know but, this is one of those, like, well, oh, it, yeah, this is, it's an eye test sort of bullshit thing. But I just, I, I have a feeling he's not, he's not going to do it. It's just, it's just weird that even
0: though he actually, I totally agree with you, Dave. And that's even, like, a week after he actually did rise to occasion and do, and do it, my impression is still like, yeah, he's not going to do it again. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday, and I was thinking the
1: funniest possible thing they could do is trade him to Boston, and then Boston could just tell both him and Al Horford that neither of them are centers, and they're playing a two-power-forward lineup. <laughs> oh because they both hate they both refuse to play center
2: well LaMarcus Aldridge was the tallest guy in the starting lineup last night and he was listed in the introductions as a forward they were technically yeah. not playing any center so there's Kyle, no center on the court You're not. you don't
0: think Kyle Anderson was the
2: center <laughs> oh I'm just telling you what they listed they didn't list anyone as a center
0: Kyle Anderson but, also kind of okay
2: it seems like. But to be fair, positions were invented so a layman could follow the game. Right, Jalen? I don't know true. if I agree that's with that, but, uh, <laughs> last thing about this about this this fate of So Jake Layman
0: can't follow the game unless they
2: have positions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the white, the white squad. Squall squall. Alright, last thing before we move on to Cleveland and Boston. Uh, at read in tweets. One of our more um, dedicated listeners asked: Was Javale's hippie poncho better or worse than Steph's Hamilton hat? Better.
0: Um, I'm I'm into st- to Steph like leaning fully into like dork Steph. So I like the Hamilton hat.
2: Yeah, it's the most basic wardrobe choice <laughs> you could make, and and by basic I don't mean like a crisp white polo shirt. I mean like you're basic. I just like it because I can imagine
1: JaVale McGee like following uh, fish in the offs. Not even fish, widespread panic. The string cheese
0: incident. Yeah, I think he's a panic. I I definitely think he's like a panic dude. (laughs) Don't you think like JaVale McGee can really relate to just things like Taking way too long and being of unpredictable lengths and just like, Yeah, yeah, explore the space.
2: Man, there was <laughs> there was an
0: amazing Javale moment last night where he uh, kinda handled the ball and mm-hmm. like got it at the top of the key and oh, put I saw on it. a he dribble cut, move he tried, yeah. and he went to the hoop and it was like, Oh shit, this is the new Javale and then his layup attempt it was, was so bad. like sideways <laughs> and he threw it really, really hard like It was like watching Lenny from *Of Mice and Men* like complete a (laughs) finger roll, like a finger roll, like you you try to hurt it as much as possible.
2: Yeah, I was really hoping he was going to finish that because that would have been the real the capper on his evening, which was great. He had 16 points in the in the first half, led all scorers until Durant went crazy. Do you think that's demoralizing
0: for another team when, like, especially? You know, you're all geared up to stop Steph and Kevin Durant, and then JaVale McGee is unstoppable in the first quarter. Like, is that the point where you're like, you know what, maybe we're just not going to win this game tonight?
2: Yeah, that was that was a stake in the heart, man. It wasn't Kevin Durant. It was, oh, my God, JaVale McGee is just beasting down low. Just could not be stopped. Well, that's what happens when you don't play a center. You know what I'm saying, San Antonio?
0: <laughs> you got to maybe, maybe play playing the new Shaq, JaVale McGee, is unstoppable. You can't disrespect right. him. He's the big non-fundamental.
2: <laughs> all right, let's move on to Cass Celtics. Isaiah Thomas out for the playoffs. That's all she wrote, folks. The only guy that they have who can score consistently is now not playing. I don't oh, even. I'm...
1: What about Kelly Olynyk?
2: Oh, you mean uh, the GOAT? No, he's done. Yeah. <laughs> he had his big game. This series is over. I'm not watching Game Four. Who fucking cares? no me either. right?
0: Or Game Three. It's not even Game Four yet.
2: Game <laughs> Three. Wait,
0: what? <laughs> what? Oh no! <laughs> I
1: can't.
0: I haven't even they gone have to games, Cleveland yet. They
2: have two games in Cleveland. Uh, that's right. Oh, God. I honestly oh,
0: had for. I was honestly thinking about it like it was a normal series and thinking like, well, maybe Boston could still steal a game and then remembered that. They lost by 50 points on their home court. Uh, 44, I think, was the final total. Bad,
2: bad. What else is there to say about this?
0: Uh, Well, do you think, I guess my question is, do you think Isaiah's really hurt, or is this an excuse for losing to LeBron and or uh, Danny Ainge trying to keep him healthy so he
2: can be traded? I don't think trading him is a good idea. I, they I'm, love him in Boston. Why trade him? I guess he's more valuable than he'll ever be in the rest of his career. He's going and he's probably going to backslide. I think but, he's going into the
0: last year of his contract, too. He is. I mean, the uh, Celtics really need to really get... Hurt. How are the Celtics ever going to get some assets otherwise?
2: Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you got to run this team back and add a, num- and all, uh, a potential all-star in Markel Fultz, right? I mean, they're definitely Why, why break goals. him up? Well, who's... I mean... Yeah,
0: I mean... No, I mean, they're definitely not going to trade him. I just wanted
2: to make fun of him. Uh,
0: uh, fair <laughs> enough.
2: But, I mean, I I would not be surprised if they shut him down. There's nothing... He could play, but they're like, what the fuck for?
0: He's also taken. He's also had such a brutal offseason, like... like yeah. like Like, emotionally and, but, like...
2: Yeah, he uh, needs to just go home.
0: It's such a his his he has like a hockey injury you know like his yeah. his teeth were knocked out of his mouth in a way that that's just really uh psychologically traumatic i think
1: too. well and also it that's not even why they shut him down it's a knee thing it's a
0: hip i think actually
2: it's a hip
0: yeah but he also has a broken jaw and is i mean i'm sure he's never played this many minutes in a season, either. I bet he's way over like any possible amount
2: of and his played. and his workload. You know, yeah. just the amount of shit that he had to do to get them to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm sure they just thought, like, all right, we we've played our last two games in Boston for the season. Yeah, everybody got to see him one one more time. Mm-hmm. Bill Simmons got to come and watch it, so we got that out of the way. Let's just let's just call it a call it a season. And did, let's not risk him getting any more injured than he already is.
0: Did you see what uh what J.R. Smith did while the, the the remaining Boston fans who hung out were giving him the team like a standing O at the end of the game?
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, J.R. Smith just started uh miming some sweeping. He was Oof. <laughs> <laughs> In I like a real the- in a real like energetic way to like he looked like he was doing like a really good job of sweeping like it was almost like he was the sandman at the
2: Apollo like get him out of here <laughs> well uh this is a perfect segue into our next topic which is the inevitable finals matchup um because both of these teams have just been brutal in terms of trolling I wish you guys could have seen the Warriors bench last night they were having a blast um, Kevin Durant was asked if people, if fans who are upset about the uh, quality of play in the playoffs, have any sort of actual point. Which and that was, was a
1: it, stupid question. It was Ramona, Sorry, Shelburne. Ramona Shelburne. I know. She, I
2: heard it. Uh, she like, actually turned to me and. and she turned to me and was like, "Someone, I, I didn't know what else, what else to ask." And I know it's a tough question. How do you ask that question? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I asked Chris Paul a stupid question. And he yelled at me. So, no, you yeah. asked him a good question. I know. I was just Chris was Paul was in it. the wrong man, as he is. Yeah, no, he no. usually is. Can we play
1: that drop again? I'm
2: coming home. You uh. You called jazz fans true homers on TNT, and right. uh, was that meant as a compliment, or was that meant as something maybe less savory than? A tell compliment? me what you took it as. I, if you are that reaching, if you reaching compliment. that much, you tell me what you took it as. I would think it would be a compliment because exactly that means, you like that your means team. they like their team. Yeah, like why even try that though? But yeah, it's a, they. I think both of these teams are so just like engorged with a huge erection for each other. They're gonna fuck. <laughs> I think the cats
0: and warriors <laughs> are gonna fuck. Yeah, that love and I was, hate are not opposites. They're two sides of the same uh, coin. Yeah. So what you're saying is they're gonna see Sean
1: about this uh, yesterday. And wait. And uh, to me, the closest thing I think these playoffs are is we are in fast seven. Uh, sorry, furious seven. Thank you. Uh, and one of them is Jason Statham and one of them is Vin Diesel and they
2: are just driving as fast as they can. At- <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Durant is going to hit him with a pipe or something.
1: Yeah, and Kawhi Leonard is uh, uh, Jason Statham's brother. Oh, cuz he's um, in, in, in the fast hospital.
0: Six. Yeah. <laughs> do you think do you think that means that the finals are going to be decided by Andre Iguodala flexing a knee brace
2: off at the end? Yes. Let's hope so. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta have something to remember.
1: Um, I do kind of have a problem with, like, basketball Twitter's narrative, though, of these playoffs. Which is, like, all they said all year is that every single team should blow it up because they don't have a chance against the Cavs or the Warriors. And now they're all crying that the playoffs are
0: bad. Like you can't have it both ways. Yeah, well, not at all. Well and also <clears throat> last year people talked about how inevitable the playoffs were and it was just gonna be Cavs Warriors again. And then the, the the playoffs were phenomenal. So it's just it's like a year to year thing. There's nothing broken. It just happens. Yeah, this uh, is just how it is. These Clyde are got hurt, in the
2: height of their powers. And a couple people
0: I would say a few important players either got hurt or kind of didn't show up. Like, yeah, you know, you, you've got to say, after watching this Celtics series, don't the Raptors have to feel a little better about themselves?
2: Right now, these two teams are just far and away better than everybody else. And it's going to even out eventually, but the NBA historically has always been about super teams and about... A lack of parity. You know, I've had yeah. friends texting me like, "Why do you watch basketball? It's stupid. You don't need to even watch the season. Nothing happens, and then the finals it's like are inevitable." It's like, we're whatever.
0: one year away from two crazy three-one comebacks back to back.
1: Like, oh, right, every and year, the you know? best
0: NBA finals ever, maybe. And the yeah. and a regular season where people are already saying, "Oh, the regular season doesn't matter." Months at like like one month after Russell Westbrook was averaging a triple double for the season, and a year after, like the regular season does has mattered more the last couple of years than ever before.
2: It's more fun, at least. Maybe there's not as much like like player. The players certainly care about the regular season, so mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Maybe I don't know. It's, it's the same. is like, just
2: people? people who don't actually like basketball are complaining.
0: Exactly. That's all. Because you look at other sports and it's like yes, and it, the the hockey playoffs are always close because hockey on a game to game basis is kind of a crapshoot, I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah um, the NFL point artif- point. the the NFL artificially creates parity. And even then, the Patriots have won five Super Bowls.
0: Well, and the playoffs <laughs> last year it was eight blowouts out of 11 games.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, look, I said this again. I said this to Sean yesterday. And, like, even my own Warriors fandom aside, like, I don't understand how you can look at what LeBron James is doing right now and be like, I mean, it sucks that the games aren't close, but from a historical standpoint, it's like insane.
0: Yeah, like, like oh, we're is... so we're so bored of the historical dominance of the Golden State Warriors and Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> like these fans should not be able to enjoy success at all. We're yeah, already, these are t- the Warriors were good for two and a half years, and now we're totally bored.
1: <laughs> also, it's like, the fucking. Like, if you went back in time and tried to tell someone that in five years, the two, like, two of the greatest teams of all time would be the Cleveland Cavaliers and
0: the Golden State Warriors, they
1: wouldn't believe you.
0: I mean, people, went, people would say. Wow, that that dirty bomb that was set off in Los Angeles and Boston really changed the landscape of sports and America. Like, like (laughs) you would think that, like, a plane crashed, or, like, yeah, that terrorist at the All-Star game, uh, and when the smoke cleared, the Warriors were good at
2: basketball, so... Yeah, I mean, let's let's ask ourselves also a, a question. Would we rather have you know, a few boring series in the playoffs leading up to an amazing NBA finals, or would we rather have, you know, a bunch of parody in the regular season and the playoffs and then an NBA finals matchup between the Orlando magic and the (laughs) Memphis Grizzlies. That's what they're. That's what people are asking for. Is oh yeah. god, I wish I wish more shitty small market teams could be in the finals, like where well, it would be a four game sweep or something. Like, I want the one, finals to be awesome. Yeah.
1: But even if the finals aren't awesome, right? Like even if one of these teams like sweeps the other one, that will also be amazing based on how they are playing. Yeah, like I, just, I mean, it's 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 not history. even possible. We are watching like crazy history. Yeah, well, it's so like didn't...
2: if we were if we were in our twenties <laughs> or thirties during the Celtics and the Lakers in the even in the seventies. You know, yeah, or in, the, and, or in the 80s, or in the 60s, right, and or whatever.
1: Watergate's happening too, so maybe we are in. There. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just it's it's something that people don't appreciate right now because they're fickle and they just want surprises. And the NCAA tournament has ruined people's brains.
0: It's like it's they want to like, see
2: ba- they want to see bad basketball where there's a buzzer beater every night. And yeah. that's what KD said. Is like, I know everybody wants buzzer beaters all the time, but, like, sorry. <laughs> We're not doing that. Yeah. This is real basketball, and there's going to be blowouts, and it's not going to be 80 turnovers and a bunch of cheap fouls and garbage. Sorry. Yeah. Fuck you, NCAA tournament. Anyway, let's move on. We're running out of time here. Uh, we gotta we got to take a second, though, before we get to the end of the show, for a quick word from our sponsor. Guys, we have a new sponsor again. I mean, I don't know how this keeps happening. We need to talk to our sales team. No, they're Guys, hustling get,
0: too much, I think.
2: Almost too much. Can we just get, like, a presenting sponsor? Like SeatGeek or something? Guys, do you get hungry watching a basketball game? Do you want a fundamentally yeah. sound meal? Are you upset that you were fired from Arby's after just three years on the job? Then you need to try the new sandwich from Mark Jackson. It's called The Mama. There goes that man-witch. The man is designed to feed you, just like Mark Jackson himself fed far superior players during his NBA career. It goes straight to your gut like an entry pass to Jermaine O'Neal. It'll give you something to chew on besides your resentment at Doc Rivers for skipping Chapel with you. And Manwich is scientifically designed to go directly to your ass to make it as giant as possible. As someone with a giant ass, this, this particular line bums me out. <laughs> it's got all the fundamental ingredients you need. Beef, sauce, bread, rebounding, napkins. Let me tell you, that's a grown man's meal. And during the 2012-2013 season, it was literally the only meal that big man Carl Landry ate during his breakout season. Now, some young people are very casual with their manwiches, tossing them around and trying to get fancy. Just because it's a sloppy joe doesn't mean you should be sloppy with it. That's not right. You need to stop talking to the officials and keep the manwich up around your mouth, ready to eat. As it says in John Wooden's Pyramid of Success, handwich down, manwich down. Don't be a goddamn pussy like Jeff Van Gundy. Pick up a Mama, There Goes That Man Witch today. Available wherever Haterade is sold. Thank you to Mark Jackson's Mama, There Goes That Man Witch. Hopefully they'll be back sponsoring the show next week, but uh-huh. probably not. Uh, can we get a news drop, please?
0: This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process.
2: Thank you, robot. Uh, biggest news draft lottery, all NBA teams. Yeah. How are you guys feeling about the all NBA teams? There's some controversy. LeBron, not on the first team. Uh, well, he
1: is on the first
2: team, but somebody left him off on one other. Oh, battles. one voter left him off. Okay. Wait, so this is. the thing. <laughs> Well,
1: like, they're not revealing who voted for who yet until the NBA awards show, and I am more excited to learn which reporter voted Nikoli, Nikola Jokic on the first team.
2: All I didn't NBA. know you had a vote, Joey. That, exactly.
1: Then I am about who wins MVP. I think, like, was just, I, I think is, it was Bill Simmons. This is
0: I a, think it was Bill Simmons. I <laughs> do. <laughs> he, get, he does get a vote, right?
2: Simmons? Yeah, yeah, he's oh yeah. got a vote. I guarantee you, it's he only a hundred people him.
0: Does that seem like a small number of voters, or the correct number of voters? It's it's it
2: should be only the elites, only the <laughs> elites, and that's and I'm saying that hoping that they're listening and they want me to join their club.
1: I mean, you're in the elites.
2: It's why I want to have a vote. What the fuck? Howard Beck probably has a vote. What about he definitely
0: me? has a vote. Yeah.
2: So hey, it's my time.
0: It's my time. <laughs> you don't feel um, like you'd be you'd be compromised? Like Jeff Van Gundy doesn't want to vote. Yeah,
2: so you should trade it to me.
1: We got ahead of ourselves here. Does somebody want to walk us through these teams?
0: Uh
2: we sure. We don't have a lot of time.
0: So, so we got, got okay. okay. I would say first team, yeah, Wesper Carden, Kawhi, LeBron, Anthony Davis. That's the only somewhat controversial one is Anthony Davis being the starting center, I think. Uh it was very mm-hmm. close with him and Gobert. And then second team, Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas, KD, Giannis, Gilbert. Last team, John Wall, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, and DeAndre Jordan. Who's missing? Uh, maybe Clay Thompson instead of DeMar DeRozan? But well, I mean, Paul, that, Paul, Paul, Paul
1: George, or Paul George, and Gordon Hayward uh, just lost, lost money—tens of, of millions of dollars.
0: Yes, yeah, but I mean, it's not like you would put them on the team over any of those guys. I don't
2: think. Maybe yeah. over Jimmy Butler. It's got a chap, Gordon Hayward's ass that Gobert made it, and he didn't. But then Gobert <laughs> plays center, and there's not a lot of great centers. Right
1: there, just, I just—I don't even think we should be voting for centers for
0: this. Just bigs. Just five guys. Yeah, I mean, it It definitely hurts Draymond Green in the voting because he definitely got he got a couple first-team forward votes, and he definitely got a bunch of center votes, too. He got at least,
2: like, two first-team center votes. So... Uh-huh. And he well, didn't then really if they play did that, it the it, it'd be all guards. It'd be all wings, basically.
1: But, I mean, they're the best... 15 players in the NBA now.
2: But I mean then why st- then why stop at 5? But what I don't I really don't think the voting
0: would be that much different in this. Of the top 15, the only guy that wouldn't make it is Deandre Jordan.
2: Oh, 100%, yeah.
0: And then I think Chris Paul was the was, had the most votes of guys who didn't make it. So Well, you're still, well, well, I'm, I'm always Jordan, pro
1: I'm he'll... always pro taking something away from Chris Paul. So Paul, I take jo- it back. Paul
0: George, you're still screwed. <laughs>
2: Welcome to the Lakers, Paul George. Oh, man, don't get me excited. Um, All right, let's talk about the draft lottery real quick. The Lakers, Mm -hmm. speaking of, kept their pick. Thank God. It was quite a moment. My wife was like, Why are you sweating so much? And I said, oh, it's just really hot outside. But it wasn't hot outside that day. Uh, and you but, were sweating from your tear ducts, which was what was really crazy. That's right. Oh. Uh, so Boston gets number one. Bullshit. Fucking <laughs> Brooklyn sucks my balls. Uh, Lakers, two. Sixers, number three. Joelle which was Dede. the Kings pick. Not happy about that. Getting number three this year. The Suns dropped down to four. Sacramento five, Orlando six, Minnesota seven, New York Knicks all the way down at number eight. Uh, but I mean, they got Porzingis at what seven two years ago? They so got him maybe... at four. Four? Okay, so yeah. <laughs> you know, still like maybe the maybe Phil can work some magic again. I.e., just wait for a great player to fall down to him. Uh, number nine, Dallas. Number ten, the Kings again. Because Lord knows we need the Kings to have more generic white players.
1: Well, that's the, they got that for Boogie.
2: That's yeah and, Boogie Hall. I know. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, you know they're going to draft someone fucking bad. Uh, the Hornets at 11. Pistons 12. Nuggies 13. Miami Heat number 14. You know Pat Riley's going to spin some gold here. Um <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fun question. What mechanics does the NBA use to fix the ping-pong ball drops? It's, it's clearly rigged. Um, uh, yeah, they use this... the mechanic, played by Jason Statham. Yeah. Oh. Okay, fair Duh. enough. Yeah. Duh. Also, uh, uh,
1: I think they have John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow uh, fix it for Oh, them. the
0: lucky
2: numbers do oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, what are the chances Danny Ainge drafts another guy who is too short for his position?
1: 100%, because they're going to draft Markel Fultz and then play him at two guard.
2: No, man, they're going to draft Lonzo oh, Ball, baby. They're taking Lonzo. It's going to be great. What Boston, if... you know he's the best player in this draft. Come on, guys. <laughs> There's no downside here. This guy is is, is a for sure all-star guaranteed <laughs> Hall of Famer. Just like he's a marksman, he can't be yeah. stopped. I mean, he's got his is, own shoe already, he already has his own
1: shoe. If there's one GM in the league I know who's a big baller, it
2: is Danny Ainge. Oh, 100%. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, you know, he copped a pair already. <laughs> Alonzo, come home to Boston. Okay, come home to Boston. Did picking Devin Booker as their draft rep doom Phoenix? Uh, possibly. Uh, no, yes.
1: the fact that they're a small market, doomed Phoenix, and Adam Silver rigging the draft is what
0: doomed them. Oh, you're right. The, I don't you want look one at, You Debbie look at that TV market list. <laughs> the the big markets are represented a lot at the top. Now, well, don't that you think the Knicks would
2: have? What? What? Why are the Knicks at eight then? Because the, if this the, is
0: a, if this is fucking rigged. The NBA wants Larry. The, like they're not helping out James Dolan anymore. If this okay, was the enough. old Knicks. It'd be one thing, but like, you know, like, once a child has thrown a bag of emeralds down the sewer, you don't give them another movie. You
2: know
0: what
2: I mean? Like, like what an this... interesting analogy. <laughs> Here, young man, take this bag of jewels. <laughs> Fuck this bag of jewels. <laughs> I'm throwing it down the tree. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm laughing because it was very funny. Uh, all right, Joey, any dream draft scenarios?
1: Yes. I want Boston to trade down. It would be the funniest thing in the world. For them to be like, tra- we need more picks. Yeah, <laughs> if, if Danny Ainge traded the number one to Sacramento... For the two, t- for five, ten, and Willie Collie Stein,
2: it would be the funniest thing in the world. You guys are talking like this is the NFL and dumb shit <laughs> happens the draft every year. No I way mean, is that happening. If
0: you would reverse the teams, I could absolutely see Sacramento making that trade. Oh so, yeah, like, Amir Johnson is what we need. Uh, we'll only make the deal if Amir will commit to a four-year renegotiate and extend.
1: <laughs> see the the other. We're gonna max him out. <laughs> the other team I could see him trading down for is the three from Philly for J- Jaleel Okafor and the third pick.
0: Oh <laughs> man, the Kings, okay. more, the Kings need more centers.
1: Oh no, yeah. I mean no, I mean Boston.
0: Oh, Boston fitting wants in really Jaleel
1: Okafor? Yeah, he said he that he's tried to trade to, for Jaleel Okafor before.
2: But wow, he, has really, like... he has really—he terrible taste in bigs, man. <laughs> Al Horford, then you want to add Jalil Okafor? <laughs> what do, what do you, you think this is nineteen ninety two? What what are you thinking? God damn.
0: Alright. Phoenix uh, and gonna... the, the kings are also at the absolute sweet spots to just totally screw up, which is great. Yep. Oh I yeah, one of for...
1: them is taking that uh that Jason uh, Tatum. Well, he's not going to be good. But, no, I was going to say uh, that French point guard that no one knows anything about. Frank Nicodelina.
0: And then the other one is going to take Laurie Markkinen. And then somehow Malik Monk is going <laughs> to drop to the Mavs. And yeah. An or the Knicks,
2: baby. <laughs> um, no,
0: the T-Wolves. The T-Wolves get the good pick. They'll get, like,
2: sweet. Jonathan Isaacs or whatever. There needs to be just a way that we can not only fix the draft lottery but fix the draft so that the teams that are tight get the I tight mean, players. The draft
1: lottery is already fixed. So,
2: yeah, yeah so fix yeah. the real draft. <laughs> oh, you <laughs>
0: mean repair,
2: repair not rig. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> <That's>
2: a- <laughs> yeah. So like we're not going to we're not going to send a great player to Philadelphia to blow out his knee. We're going to send a great player to Minnesota because Minnesota is on the cusp of greatness. You know, let's 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 figure that part out. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to see another bust-o-matic in Philadelphia. It's going to be fascinating to see who they draft and what their face is like. They're they in a realize, weird spot. Oh, God, I'm not playing next season. Because <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to rip a tendon just walking to the gym. Well,
1: they're in a weird spot. We'll talk about this more as the draft gets closer because they have to, like, build around Ben Simmons, a guy who has not played. <laughs> And yeah, they and, don't and, know if and, he's good or not. And is and Joel Embiid he plays coming he a weird back? position. But, like, yeah. Ben Simmons is, like, a guy that they want to play point guard on offense, but power forward on defense? Oh Yeah, and by the
2: way, he, he can't shoot, so. Unless you're, you're right. working so, on his game.
1: But so they can't add, like, Dennis Smith or De'Aaron Fox, one of these point guards who can't shoot, who are going to go in the top five?
0: Yeah. So they're in a weird place. Gotta trade
2: down. Get Collie Stein, baby. I bet the Kings still make that move. <laughs> oh, I, we should just—we should do a whole draft episode where we just come up with the most depressing scenarios for the draft. Like, what could be the saddest decision that, that the Sixers or the Kings make? Anyway, last uh, last thing draft related, we got a draft email from a listener. So when I saw the Celtics get the first pick in the draft tonight, I said, "Finally." something good happens for Boston sports teams. <laughs> During the thrilling coverage of the draft lottery, I heard that guy who handles Dick Fightow's medication, <laughs> Jay Billis. <laughs> this is both one of the deepest and youngest drafts can remember. In parentheses, obviously he forgot about the Vietnam War draft. <laughs> um, a million laughs, or more accurately, a million three hundred and fifty-three laughs. I guess that's how many people died in the Vietnam War <laughs> Which is a stat that I don't have off the dome. So my question to you is, can a draft simultaneously be deep with talent and young? Those two things seem at odds with each other and would lead one to believe there are multiple busts out there just waiting to happen. Love the show, Jeff and the Mission, hashtag round earth this fake news. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't think a young draft, but they're all young drafts.
1: But hey, no, people are
2: one and dunning all over the place. Yeah, no, like, this
1: sound th- that question comes from look, we I know Jeff in the mission, so I'm a little biased here, but that question comes from a fucking college basketball fan. <laughs> oh God. Uh, of course a draft can be both young and talented because it's based on when guys graduate high school. Like it's not it's not like Oh, it's not like previously where it was like, I don't know, this guy had only went to college for 2 years, not 4. Um, like the 2003 draft maybe the best draft of all time was young and talented. Like the oldest guy in that draft was Dwayne Wade. He's pretty old. Like the oldest good guy. But but I
0: mean, you so if you're looking no. at if you're looking at yes, this the, draft uh, though.
1: Apparently, look, I don't know that much about there's a lot of non bus names in this draft. So that's all I'm gonna say.
0: I I think I mean, again, I don't know that much about these guys, but it does seem like there are not that many safe picks. Like like when you're looking at who Philadelphia can draft, every guy you're like, well, that's kind of a question mark. I don't know if he's gonna fit, and that's the third pick in the draft. So, I mean, I'm. it's it's likely they'll get someone good, but I I do think there's a lot of bust potential with this draft in particular.
2: I mean, we'll have to save all that chat for when we actually do our special draft bust name edition of Round Ball Rock. I just want to do a whole episode where we just go through every prospect's name and decide if he's a bust or not. Uh-huh. That would be huge. Even bigger than our My Giant episode. Yeah. Okay, guys, I think we're going to have the Golden State Warriors of 2016-2017, still undefeated in both the playoffs and the fake playoffs, perform basketball things against, you guessed it, five Jason Stathams. Oh, my gosh.
0: Uh, I jo- love it. Joey, do you wanna- How do they win? Jo- Joey, what, what Stathams are we dealing with here?
1: Okay, so I think at... Uh, at the, at point guard, you have the transporter. Right. He's transporting the ball. Yeah. Uh, at two guard, you want somebody flashy. So I think you want Chev Chelios from Crank.
2: Love it. Do you think uh, he's going to be able to pass the NBA's uh, substance abuse uh, testing policy? I mean, though? LeBron James is passing it. So oh. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, my um. God. <laughs> didn't say that come on guys you know i can't you, you can't talk about lebron stop <laughs> stop it stop it. it
1: so yeah and then i think we have uh, lee christmas from the expendables
0: at the 3 mm-hmm. okay what a great so name. witty yeah guy clever lee christmas uh i think we're expendable Hey, Luke hey. Christmas, be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Be bold. Uh, hey, kill, van dam. kill Van Damme. Kill Van <laughs> Damme.
2: Canelo. Okay.
1: Uh, and then at the four, I think we have Deckard Shaw
0: from the yeah, Fast um, series. Yeah, um, Unstoppable down low, really.
1: And then at center. Also um, a cold
0: blooded murderer. Yeah, yeah, actually a <laughs> vicious. Kind Hun. of Fucked hate criminal, too. Hung. Yeah.
1: And at center, uh, I think it's Handsome Rob from The Italian Job.
2: Wow.
0: Oh. <laughs> Love it. So are we le- are you leaving up. out any Amazing Stathams? I think that's fine.
2: The Amazing I mean, Stathams is the name of the team.
1: Yeah. The, the Amazing guy, Stathams. I mean, off the bench, he can have both Guy Ritchie's Bacon from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Turkish from Snatch. And yes, I know those aren't Guy Ritchie movies.
0: Uh, would he? Would he be like? Does Turkish kind of play like Ennis Cantor? like a lot of rebounding, oh, not a lot of defense? We did not talk about that. Um, we'll talk about that next. Yeah, week. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so so just just starting off, the Warriors do have a size advantage on this team of Statham's. They have a major speed dish- disadvantage, though I think. Uh, well, they they've got obviously the two and the four are very devastating offensive players. Yeah, Chevchelios is going to push that pace. He's going to get a lot of and ones. Um, like, how do you defend Decker Shaw? Like, what has slowed him down in the past? I mean, I guess you just collapse your defense around him like it's a parking garage. Uh, yeah, Draymond Green has to fight him with a wrench. Yeah, and I do think that uh, he'd be really big on the chase down blocks, like yeah. just coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. to attack. Um, handsome Rob um, is not good super at,
1: useful. Good at driving,
0: <laughs> I guess, but he's been he's been vulnerable to being tricked. I'm gonna say, uh, I got I got the Stathams. Those guys are cool. <laughs> uh, I think you got to pick. I'm still taking the Warriors because of... I think they can... I think Chev is going to have trouble keeping his adrenaline up during the game. Because, like, if the cheerleaders come out, he's great. But, like, Red Panda's not going to do it for him. And he might die Half halftime. Didn't this person have
1: yeah, he... painter out there? That's what Dave said, yeah. That's not
0: going to get it done.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I think. I think size. I think size eventually wins out. Weirdly, because um, I think Jason Statham is only like six feet tall, and uh, having a whole team of Jason Statham's doesn't seem.
0: We've seen what happened to the Celtics <laughs> against the Cleveland Cavaliers, who do have a Jason Statham-sized team. Yeah. All right. I
2: guess uh, fly the W W. That's right. Fly it. What a great night. Um, congratulations to the Warriors for what happened? Who won? Sorry. The
0: Warriors, <laughs> the Warriors won. Yeah.
2: Uh, what? You guys took the Warriors? You guys are stupid. They're uh, too all small. Right. The Stathoms are too small. No, but they're violent. and that's, they are violent. that's what That's what matters. Anyway, um, well, that's it for Round Ball Rock this week. I'm Dave Schilling. Check out my Bleacher Report column on last night's game. I'm writing about Draymond... And Steven Adams, the one-year anniversary of Steven Adams getting kicked in the nuts again. And uh, that'll be up <laughs> on Monday, so check that out. What a out. beautiful anniversary. Yeah, we'll never forget that. And, uh, you know, what are you guys up to, I guess?
0: Uh, check out the Everything Report on Twitter or Instagram, any any of that stuff. Um, I
1: will be at Doc's Lab on, uh, in San Francisco on Saturday, hosting... The stand-up slash cartoon show Picture This should be real fun. Uh, Also, Round Ball Rock Live is possibly coming. Please let us know if you'd like us to do that, because if not, we won't do it. And uh, this week I also tweeted, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, and this week I tweeted, diet starts tomorrow. Okay, goodbye. Trust the, Trust the process.
2: Be bold, all that Shut stuff. Shut it buddy. down. Let's
1: go home. Party
2: over here. i some of them productions. Party over Introducing my family, Scott. Here. And the 3D All-Stars. You know what I'm saying? Party over here. Big Sauce. Party over here. Jesse. Party over, over here. j Clark came behind the wheels of steel. Party over here. Check it out. It's my job to stay on point. 3D. When you uh-huh. step in the joint, so much fun can make you uh-huh. lose your soul.
1: But I stay cool, on uh-huh. cruise control. I see this shit, uh-huh. looking kind of slick, making it hot, sweat uh-huh. me for a flick, Yo, clock can let Campus the system uh-huh. ride.
2: Wow. I look to the sky, a piece uh-huh. of my pot. Wow. i mingle in the middle, surely uh-huh. look single over there. Throw my hands uh-huh. in the air from behind. Uh-huh. I come to fine. Now it's time for some opinion. Trying to hook me, but I ain't no rooty so that's that. All I wanna know is where, where the paw is at. Party. Go-
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods